This episode is sponsored by Luminous Creative Agency. Headquartered in downtown Providence, Luminous works with businesses and organizations to enhance their marketing efforts by developing high-quality creative content, such as video, ad campaigns, design, branding, and more. You can learn more by visiting Luminous.agency. That's L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S dot agency. Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, guys. So happy to be here. Um, today's episode is got to be one of my all-time faves. It's with Sanjeev Dar. He is the um, CEO, chef, owner, all the good things of one of my all-time favorite restaurants, which is Kebab and Curry on Thayer Street. Um, but what you may not have known is not only... Um, does he have kebab and curry? He has Chaska in Garden City. He has Rasa um, in East Greenwich and Rasoy, um, which is in Pawtucket. So he has a lot of great restaurants all serving Indian cuisine. Each restaurant has like a cool kind of take on it, which was really fun to hear about. And he was just like an overall amazing guy. Yeah, and what what some of you may have already kind of gleaned from previous episodes, when Sasha says that <laughs> something is her favorite, what she really means is she's like a mega fangirl of that thing. Yeah. Uh, so she was very excited to talk to Sanjeev, and it was uh, I've been to the restaurants, and I thought the food was great. Uh, maybe I wasn't originally as excited as Sasha was, <laughs> but throughout the conversation. Um, he came around. Yeah, Sanjeev's <laughs> just really, really cool. I mean, we talked we talked about a million different things. We kind of meandered in this conversation, mm. which is our favorite kind of conversation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything from, um, you know, Indian food and, like, regional um, delicacies. Yep. and Being a good uh, leader, yeah, being a good manager. The, uh, Sanjeev's many tenets of being a good leader mm-hmm. and manager, which was fun. It yeah. kind of turned into, like, a, a TED Talk at one point. Yeah, it was honestly, <laughs> I mean... Like Nick said, like I, I was already like a huge fan of the restaurants, but getting to meet the man behind one of my all time favorite restaurants was like really cool. And it was really exciting. And I was a little nervous. So you might hear that in my voice because I get nervous when I'm around people that I love so much. Um, but one thing is uh, I can't wait to. Well, since we talked. I have downloaded the Kebab and Curry app. We talk about it in the episode. And I just checked and my I have like over 200 loyalty points now. So your girl <laughs> is going to get some free korma soon, I hope. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a thing to remember too. Uh, with a lot of our uh, recordings, we, we, we kind of, piled up on recordings uh previous to the uh holiday season because we wanted to make sure we didn't stumble with it and then we had our who to watch special recordings uh so those took some precedent during january so the next i don't know maybe four five or six uh episodes will have been recorded um probably a couple months ago mm-hmm. uh and we record these intros more closer to uh releasing them so we can give any updates things like that but if you ever do hear something that seems out of place for the time we're currently in like if somebody brings up thanksgiving or christmas we try to take some of that stuff out but it's because sometimes we're time it's travelers. fun to leave it in too yeah so uh <laughs> it just is worth reminding and uh i think everybody's gonna really enjoy this episode he was Sanjeev was very uh I say everybody's interesting but you'll you'll get it. You yeah. just got to listen to him. He was great. It was wonderful to just listen. Yeah. Like sit back and just let him talk. So Especially with someone like the Kebab and Curry, he's had that business for like 
it started in, in like 1990. This date's wrong. We say it right in the episode. But like he's had a business for a long time in an area that is not easy to have a business for that long. So getting to hear about, you know, how things work for him, what works best for his team. It was just really cool. And I think you'll learn a lot. I mean, obviously, if you don't already love Indian food, like my suggestion is to go get some. Um, but also just to learn from him. He's super insightful. He talks about meditation, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to like re-listen and, and hear more from him. Yeah, and above and beyond all of it, he's just a really nice person. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to spend some time here. We uh, actually met his wife, who was incredibly nice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really great people. And well, it's one of the reasons that we started doing this, so people could get to know the owners behind some of these businesses that they patronize or thought about patronizing. And um, there's nothing that makes me happier than knowing the people that run the places I go to because mm-hmm. I feel like... There's a connection. He, yeah, and he's the kind of person that I want to like give my support, my support and my money to if totally. I had to choose somebody. So uh, I think, you know, once again, just in, enjoy the episode, uh, listen, glean some uh, hard-earned knowledge from our, <laughs> our friend Sanjeev, and uh, just enjoy in general. Yeah, have fun, guys. Have fun. Exactly. It, it looks like I know what I'm doing, but... We're, we're still learning. We have a lot of faith and confidence in your ability. Yeah, yeah, Nick, you've been doing <laughs> a great job. Across, yeah, These so. episodes have been coming out fantastic. Good. Um, good. It seems like people are liking them. So, guys, keep listening. We're mm. having so much fun. And just so everyone's caught up, we have Sanjeev here. So, I'm going to give you, like, from doing some research, you're the president and CEO of India House Incorporated. Is that correct? Is that a, an accurate title? Yeah, actually, there are three corporations because uh, the the four locations that we have in the catering business. Okay. Oh, they're catering. They're sort of subdivided into uh, different corporations and mm. so on. Yes. Okay. So for anyone who might not know, what are the restaurants that you're talking about? Names, locations, all that yeah, good so stuff. Yeah. So Kebab and Curry mm-hmm. on, uh, Ther- on Ther Street, <laughs> uh, which was the first location. Yep. Which I inherited actually. Oh, uh, okay. Someone else running and they were not able to survive. So we ended up taking over. Mm. And then uh, Rasoi which is um, in the Oak Hill area in Pawtucket, mm-hmm. uh, followed by Rasa in East Greenwich, mm-hmm. which, by the way, won Best Indian Statewide. Yay! So all of us are very proud That's of that. Awesome. Thank you. And then the, the latest one, which is in Garden City, mm-hmm. uh, Chaska. Yeah, Chaska is cool because it's like a fusion sort of style, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, initially, uh, the whole idea was to sort of keep it really modern. Mm. Uh, and then... When the pandemic hit us, uh, we realized that most of the business would be takeout and delivery. Mm. So we had to sort of pivot towards a different menu. Okay. But uh, but still, it's very modern Indian cuisine. Yes. Yeah, because you have, do you have a masala pizza? Is that is there some, or a flatbread? Yeah, bread? so we have flatbread, That's which what is, it is chicken tikka masala flatbread. Yeah. Yes, oh my yes. god, so good! <laughs> That's it's like great. the best of both worlds. And we make the bread ourselves. We're not wow. buying from Cisco or anywhere else. So wow. it's very. It's very authentic, yes. So now you kind of cover the state, right? So you have um, Providence, Pawtucket, East Greenwich, and Cranston. Do you have a location, not necessarily like the restaurant, but a location that you prefer in Rhode Island more than anyone else or any anywhere else? No, not really. I mean, um, one should... Uh, first of all, I'm very thankful mm. that these restaurants have survived yeah. the past two years. I'm mm. just... And that credit goes to my team, and they all worked very hard. Mm. Um, and of course, uh, the leadership from my wife. I mean, I have to mention her because I think she keeps us all um, in focus. But uh, 
I don't have a favorite location, but you know, uh, kebab and curry has always been my favorite. It's like uh, your baby. Yeah, it's like my baby. And then mm. you know, it's uh, uh, you have uh, four kids, and then each one of them brings something mm. um, new and exciting, new and exciting to your mm. life. And so you can't pick any. You know, when you one. S- when you started opening up different locations. Did you go in it with like knowing that in East Greenwich it it's going to be like more coastal near the ocean? Like, did you like how did you decide where to open them? And and based on those locations, did you alter the design or the menu? Yeah. So uh, so basically, uh, we promoted from within. So in other mm. words, if there was a line cook uh, at Kebab and Curry, he became a good line cook. He became the executive chef at Rasoi. Mm. And then the line cook at Rasoi became the executive chef at Rasa. Oh wow! And then between me and my wife, we always try to come across uh, as people who uh, want to inspire people mm. uh, because it's uh, that's the way you live your life. And mm. the whole idea was to keep reinventing yourself at a different location mm. because uh, sometimes when people are used to a certain style of food at one location, if you make too many changes. People are not happy about it. Yeah, that. they want something new, but they also want it to be the same. Yeah, consistent's a good word. Because yes. if it's slightly different, but it's still bringing the talent that your other locations have had, people will probably be like all on board. Right. Like for example, when we opened Rasoi almost fifteen, sixteen years ago, the whole idea was to concentrate on regional cuisines of India. So oh. we brought in the dosa, mm-hmm. the the Goan style coconut curries. Mm. I think. Rhode Islanders were not used to all that stuff, mm. but when we started introducing those uh, that style, people got used to it. Mm. So from regional cuisines of India in Rasoi, we went to sort of an eclectic form. So we started using ingredients such as Brussels sprouts mm. and artichokes. Mm. Uh, those are mussels. Yeah. So those are those are some of items which. um are now at the rasa menu yep. and the whole idea was to take the cuisine but present it in a different format mm. well i can say as someone who's dined at every single one of those restaurants many a time that i enjoy all of the concepts <laughs> all of the time <laughs> i have a Thank really you. good time at all of them and i have sort of like so kebab and curry is my go to takeout spot whenever i want takeout cuz it's right near my house i drive by it when i come home from work um when i go to east greenwich rasa is like You know, I I always dress up when I'm going to East Greenwich. It's a great place to sit and relax and yeah. order like the drink and the app and the dessert and all that stuff. Um, Rasoi is in walking distance to my house. We like on a Tuesday night if we don't feel like cooking, we're like, let's take a walk, let's go to Rasoi. Um, Chaska, I've only been to like three times because I'm not in that area a ton, but. I got to I got to amp it up. I got to do better. <laughs> uh, I feel like you're doing, doing a lot. Yeah, you're doing a lot already. Just so. so you know with my Brian my husband, I I think probably for the last 2 weeks since we've scheduled this appointment, I think I say like every day, "How excited are you for coming on?" I'm very excited. It's yeah. um I'm fangirling a little bit. I'm 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 very excited. Um we can, I, we can tell I think. <laughs> um I have a question um about kebab and curry. So you opened so you said you would had inherited the location and that was like in the early 90s correct No uh, that was in 1988 Okay sorry I got my timeline wrong So you have been on Thayer Street for a good chunk of time Absolutely yeah. And I'm curious about what's changed like when you first started what was it like versus how it is now and like what was the process of changing it and getting there No I think uh I've seen a lot of changes um 
it's pretty much a food court now yeah so i would consider thayer street to be an outdoor food court earlier mm. it was a nice mix of retail with uh, with food mm. but now uh, there's a whole lot of late night traffic mm. and these are there are um, lots of takeout places mm-hmm. it's finger food it's mm. casual it's it's all those uh, fine dine places are not there mm. um because that's the kind of clientele you're basically feeding yeah cuz it's a lot so, of college yeah, students yeah exactly and then there are a lot of um, corporate uh, places that mm. have opened up shake shack mm-hmm. and uh, yogurt places mm. and so on so yeah i mean it's kind of a it's a mix but again you know in life you can either crib about things mm. or adapt yeah. uh, we feel <laughs> as a business we should always adapt yeah. and you know uh, there's certain things that are beyond our control so our menu also we've tried to sort of uh, uh go towards a street food concept mm. and we have we uh, we uh came up with chicken poutine which is basically masala french fries and then you put the chicken tikka meat and then dress it up with tikka masala sauce and oh and some goodness. cheese but that's what and it's a big hit because people yeah. like all that stuff it's unheard easy of food. unheard of indian cuisine but mm. we're doing it because and it's working because we want to pay our bills mm. and yeah, like you said it sounds great <laughs> yeah i know can we what are we doing after this we're going to go uh, yeah, there right? and get that um i i think that's really cool like that mindset to always be like adapting to what's new and what's going on and like you said with where you are now it's a lot of brown students a lot of risd students and a lot of times i think you know students aren't going to like have a sit down meal or something that lasts a long time they're in the middle of studying they want to grab something quick they want to grab something easy but what's nice about i mean and no no um shade to any of the the more corporate businesses cuz i also go, i go to buy chloe i love the starbucks over there yeah. like i i i also uh patron those businesses but what's nice is they can get something that's easy but has like you said that like consistent good food it's good food that you're eating it's not like no no absolutely and and i think what 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 a small business like ours need to learn from the corporate giants is how to run your business efficiently mm. because mm. they know how to uh uh take care of the recipes they are worried about their food cost they because in this day and age if you're not worried about your uh, bottom line you're not mm. going to make it uh, mm. and i think those corporate joints have actually taught us you know pay attention to those numbers i remember when uh, we started our business i i i can only talk about myself is i never worried about uh, uh, the the cost aspect of it it mm. was always top line growth you grow mm. the top line and everything else will fall into place but not nowadays nowadays you have to be very careful about your cost of goods sold if you are not if you don't understand your break even point mm. you're not going to make it well cuz margins right cuz we talk about that a lot about that in our business with magazines yeah, it's margins like 50% of my life is just looking <laughs> at our margins yeah in <laughs> restaurants margins are so tiny very right very tiny Slim. extremely mm. tiny mm. and sometimes you have to really figure out do i really need this volume mm. uh, or do i need a volume that is just enough to make sure mm. that i make a good net profit mm. in the thayer street location do you guys do um uh liquor sales or no very very minimal yeah. uh, that's our least uh productive of uh, liquor sale restaurant. Yeah, because mm. yeah, that's usually like uh if you're at like a sit down restaurant, you have some decent margins on your bar. Yeah. And you can kind of make up for the lower margins on your uh say your entrees and stuff. Yeah. But mm. yeah. when you're working more of a grab and go kind of right. uh restaurant, you're 
like working just on those food margins. So yeah. I can imagine that would be tight, but you still sounds like you're still finding ways to uh, innovate your cuisine a little bit and bring mm. something new. And- no, absolutely. I mean, I, I as I told you that, you know, uh, it's a learning process. Mm. I mean, um, you learn and you implement and then you learn from your mistakes. But if you look at kebab and curry, our 60% of our business is delivery and takeout. Mm. And then another 20% of our business is also delivery and takeout, but it's through our app. Mm. So I think uh, uh, I think where uh, small businesses struggle is to how to adopt uh, sort of um, adopt new technologies mm-hmm. and ensure that uh, that you can reach more customers. Now Grubhub's of the world and the DoorDashes of the world mm. were able to do that because once you download their app mm. and you feel like Indian, then you only you scroll through that app and you say, oh, okay. Um, X is there, but Y is not there. Yeah. Chances are the X restaurant is going to get the business. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so what do you do? But at the same time, the margins are very low. Mm. You hardly make any money on those uh, the grub del- hubs on the and- grub hubs and the door dashes. But you have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're like you said, if you're not, then the people who only, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, for lack of a better term, like ignorance is bliss for people yeah. who don't know that it's a terrible margin for people who use like for restaurants that use Grubhub. Yeah. They think that they're doing mm. a good thing because they're they're still eating local. They're still you know supporting a small business. They might not know that you're really making like pennies off of that transaction yeah. because so much of it goes to them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I would say I um I very rarely use like Grubhub mm. or um what's the other one? DoorDash. DoorDash. Um, yeah. Usually I'll use so. If I want something and I'm feeling very lazy and <laughs> I am outside of that restaurant's actual delivery area, I'll use like Grubhub or DoorDash because mm. usually those drivers will drive much further than like the delivery people for the mm. particular restaurant will. And that's pretty much it. I use it like once in a Yeah, No, it's all about convenience. Mm. You see, what happened was I would say in the past five or six years and this this growth is happening now as we speak. Uh, I would say 70 to 80% of the dining decisions are made on your phone. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what really happens is, is uh, you have to make sure that if you want to survive this business, that phone becomes really important. Mm. So how do you address that? And I'm talking about everything from ordering to social media to totally, totally mm-hmm. that, that entire marketing aspect is through the phone. Yeah. Even it, if it's just somebody searching on Google for mm, like, uh, there you go. I'm Everything. in the mood for Indian Indian tonight and they search yeah. and if you don't have a website and you don't come up, then they're not even going to know you're there. Yeah. Right. You know? And what really happens is, is uh, if, if, if you're, if you have a, a competition and if they decide to give free dessert to everybody who puts in a review, mm. uh, then chances are they will have, 6,000 reviews. Mm, yep. mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not doing that, yeah. you probably have 1,500 reviews. But guess who's going to show up higher? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think so, too, like even talking about social media, like I will, my husband and I will be like, we're going to be good tonight. We're going to make dinner at home, which rarely happens. We do not cook a lot. <laughs> and then like we'll see, I'll be scrolling on Instagram. I'll see a post from you guys. I'll see a post from uh, like Pizza Co. or any of those because I live in that area. And if I see something that looks good enough, I'm like, I call Brian and I'm like, hey, we're not cooking. We're order. I saw something very delicious <laughs> and we're doing that. I, again, life is too short to like see a beautiful dish and not be like, I want that tonight. Like it's happening. If you're yeah. in the position to eat, to do it, like, I mean, yeah, you have I to, mean, you have to. It's it's with everything. I mm. mean, sometimes it's with your clothes. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm sorry about this stupid example, maybe, but. 
there there are dresses the moment you see something in front of you mm. you you got to have it you got to have it yeah right and, now and, and i need right to now, have it right now i need to have it so <laughs> right this second yeah and then <laughs> once it goes in your closet and suppose it gets hidden somewhere yeah. and you don't remember it mm-hmm. right Which then you forget all about all the it time. Yep. and that's where our business is yep totally and i think for you well first i'm upset because i did <clears throat> not know that you had an app Oh, which yeah. makes me so sad. But I do do all of my like ordering from your website because right when you open your website, it says like pick up delivery Correct. and then you can, it's very user friendly, which I love mm-hmm. um, because Glad I am that, yeah. not super technical. So if it gets a little convoluted, I'm like, bah! and I just yeah. sort of the same thing with what you said about the dress. Like I got to have it now. If it's not easy for me to click through, put my address in, see if it delivers, then I, I kind of get like, you know, off but, a little bit. But, but just this uh, conversation tells me that, mm. you know, a, a, a customer like you who mm. visits all of our locations mm. is still not aware that we have an app. Yeah, that I don't know that. There's a lot of work that we need to do at mm. our end to ensure mm. that everybody knows mm. that we have an app because there are lots of benefits to the app. A, you can get the food delivered yep. and B, you can pick up on your own. Yep. And three, you you get reward points. I get reward points? Oh, you would you would be swimming in reward points by now. Oh my god. What have you been doing with your I life, know. Sasha? What the heck? Well, just so every all the listeners right now download the Kebab and Curry app, especially if you're in the Providence location, the food is great and you can get rewards. Gosh, darn it, I can't believe it. I didn't know yeah, about this. Yeah, what's the this. actual is the app called? It's Kebab and Curry. Kebab yeah. Curry. Mm. You can, all right, that's easy enough to search can, for. If it, rude, on the app store, yeah. if it weren't rude to look at my phone, I would be doing it right this second. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's I, I, I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to start accumulating points. And then in a few months, I'll email you and I'll be like, just so you know, I'm at like a million <laughs> kajillion points. Um, I want to know, too, about like your past and how you ended up in Rhode Island. Yeah. I know you went to Johnson & Wales. That's right. Yeah. Um, was that your main pull to Rhode Island was the school? Yes. Yeah. Did you know about it from so you so you grew up in New Delhi, you studied hospitality in Austria? In Austria, yes. All right. And, and we're gonna need you to say the name of yes. <laughs> We had this discussion. We had yeah. this discussion. Before we started recording, we, we, we admitted that we couldn't um pronounce the name of the school that he went to. So we're gonna let him do that. He went to a very nice school in a European country that has a very long and intense name. Say it for our listeners. So it's Hotel Fakshule. Okay, yeah, it didn't and, sound like that when yeah, we said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I, I can understand, but but you know, um, I was seventeen years old when I went to this school, and mm. um, I I really loved it because it opened my eyes. And this is a kid coming from. I was born in Calcutta in mm. India. And grew up in Delhi, mm. and I went to an ashram, uh, like a boarding school, which was based on the concepts of living an ashram life, which mm. is you know self-sufficiency, and you know you basically eat um, very uh, authentic local vegetarian food. Mm. And uh, so I don't want to go there, but uh, but bottom line is from from New Delhi, I ended up in Europe mm-hmm. in a culinary school. Yeah. So it opened my eyes in the sense that. Uh, a language was a big problem mm. you know everybody spoke uh, sort of german austrian mm. and although i had done a bit of uh, german uh, in delhi mm. since my 8th grade mm. but i was not proficient in the language and for me it was tough mm. so first year was very tough uh, but i persevered 
made sure that I didn't made it through. Mm. And then after I graduated, I wanted to uh, go back to India and uh, an opportunity came through Meridian Hotels and I worked with uh, Meridian Hotels and then I worked with the Taj Group of Hotels. Mm. Finally, I ended up uh, coming to USA on on an F1 visa, a student visa Mm. to study at Johnson Wales Hospitality. Okay. And after finishing my hospitality, I started working for Marriott Marquis in New Mm. York City. And then someone came out of the blue and approached me in the lobby of the hotel and said, (laughs) you know what, we have this opportunity in Providence, Rhode Island. (gasps) And I opened up this restaurant with a partner of mine and it's not doing well now. Would you be interested? I, I have been observing you for the past few days. So... So I said, oh, okay, sure, I'll give it a shot. Mm. And my, and I took a bus ride, used to be Bonanza bus. So mm. I took mm-hmm. the Bonanza bus, came to Providence, uh, looked at Kebab and Curry and great location. Mm. But the restaurant was not doing well. And mm. that was, you know, 19, it had, it was already in 1990. Wow. So, and then the journey, you know, from Kebab and Curry to Rasoi. Yeah. To Rasa and uh, finally Chaska now. Wow, that's and it's cool that you went. You know, you went to school in Providence, Jewu, <clears> and <throat> then you left. And then, like you said, out of the blue, someone brought you back correct, to Providence. Correct. It's yeah. all for uh, Nick and I. Love like a full circle moment, right? Like things that like are meant to be, and yeah. that's like meant to be. That's that's right. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure when someone said to you like, <clears throat> "Oh, you know, we have a restaurant on Thayer Street in Providence," like if it were someone from massachusetts they would have no idea they'd probably be like what the heck is this the smallest state but you already had some familiarity yeah yeah. i'd eaten at kebab and curry a few oh my god how funny that's so funny my favorite part about that story is that somebody approached you and said like i have this restaurant that you might want to purchase and it's doing poorly (laughs) (laughs) and you said yes you're like all right cool i can make that happen (laughs) and now look you've built an empire that's pretty Uh, cool i mean I, I think uh, what happens is sometimes you're at the right place at the right yeah. time. Yep. That's exact. But at the, but it was not very easy because mm-hmm. as soon as we bought it, um, we bought our share of the restaurant because I started with a 50% share, which mm-hmm. is like a working partner share. Uh, the Rhode Island uh, uh, credit union crisis hit us. Mm-hmm. I mean, those three, four years were very, very tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you survived. And I survived. Yes, exactly. I mean, because... I think um, I, I uh, give my father a lot of credit because he always taught us to work very hard, be sincere about whatever you do, mm. and then uh, be humble. Uh, so right from washing dishes to uh, peeling onions, mm. and I never behaved like an owner. Mm. I always behaved like at someone who's a team player. Mm. And I remember um, right in the very beginning, I mean, when you're 25 years old and uh, you walk into a restaurant and there's already help there and they've been there for a few years and much older than you you they look at you and says what is this kid gonna do i mean yeah oh he's gonna know, come in he's yeah. gonna change everything he's yeah. gonna flip everything upside down that's right so i remember one one guy coming and this is a true story this guy comes out to me and says uh, i'm glad you're the new owner but mm. this is one advice that i'd like to give you i said sure i'm all ears mm. so he said to me you should know how to make a samosa from oh. scratch he says you may have studied in austria and you think you are some great chef 
But if you do not know how to make the samosa dough, yeah, and then roll the patty, mm-hmm. and then make the filling, mm-hmm. and then with your hand roll the samosa. Then you will never be able to run this restaurant effectively, wow. and that's a technique all on its own. I remember watching maybe it was Anthony Bourdain yeah, had know. one where he was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, in India, yeah. possibly, and uh, yeah, they were going through the whole technique of like, it's like a lot. wrapping the samosa up, and yeah, it's its own little technique, right? And then this is how you earn the respect of your fellow team uh, mm. members. That is, you go inside every time you have a teeny bit of time to learn. You say, you know what? because those patties are rolled and then they're kept in the refrigerator mm. and then i would take them out and i'd say you know what i'm going to make 50 samosas wow mm-hmm. so initially it would take me like an hour and a half because it's a slow process mm. and then then you become uh, second nature skilled yeah, yeah exactly it becomes second nature and then that's when they start respecting you mm. so that's oh, yeah. one advice i have for every business owner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm a firm believer that if you're in a position uh, of leadership you should be able to do the jobs of all the people underneath you. Mm. And that may not always be possible if you're in like a big corporate structure and you have all these different roles mm. underneath you. But like even when I worked in restaurants and I did manage at a couple places and um, but I had, you know, been a dishwasher and mm. been a cook and a bar back and a, a freaking bar a bartender and mm. a server. Food and like runner. <laughs> at any given time, if somebody needed help, I could help. Yeah. And that's a a big thing, especially no, as a as I, a supervisor. I couldn't agree with you more. Actually, if you asked me the bunch of mantras that I've had, and one very important one is leadership is actually doing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's and really if, good. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of times uh people will say, What is leadership? Very simple. Mm. It's doing it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna stand up, stand there and say, you know what, this is not right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're a good leader, you go up to that person and good leaders don't talk people down in front of others. Mm-hmm. They take them aside and tell them, hey, listen, great job. But I think we can do this. We can do this better. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how this can be done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what leadership is all about. Well, especially for, more. for someone who's a leader or an owner of a place, like if there is a, someone doing something that's not perfect or, or, or is messing up or could be doing better... In in all honestly, the bare bones of it is as an owner and as a leader, that's a reflection in some part of you. So you have to, as a leader, work with those people together. It's a it's a it's something that you have to do together. You always have to be moving forward. If you yeah. just put blame on someone else, like like you said, like you have to get the respect. You have to be able to make the samosas. You have to be able to talk to someone about how we as a team can do things better because it's a reflection Absolutely. on the whole team, you know? Absolutely. So what we talked about was leadership 101. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go let's go to leadership 202. Yeah. yeah. And which <laughs> is which is which is you can turn around and say uh, a lot of people will t- the average uh uh, employee in our company I would say people who come and work with us I'll take kitchen as an example mm. it is between 10 and 15 years so mm. I've had people with me who are now with me for 32 wow. years now a lot of people say oh you know uh, uh, you're maybe you're not good at firing people <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> no, no, that, that's I've had I've had a I've had a friend of mine yeah who uh, who says uh, you know people walk all over you mm. And you're not good at firing people. No, it's not about that. It's mm. about leadership 202. <laughs> is you want to take someone mm. and make sure that that person improves under mm. your leadership. Mm-hmm. 
that's what good leaders do yeah they take mediocre people mm. and make them great and i think it's a huge testament to you and your leadership skills that you've had employees that worked for you for so long because if it were a bad environment people would leave you know yeah i mean uh, the way i look at it is is uh, if a person comes to me and and uh, first of all you should be very smart about hiring mm. and that's a problem right now you know hiring training how do you retain people mm. most of uh, most of us are actually struggling with all that mm. stuff mm -hmm. uh, but what i want to add here is this you know you look at a person you turn around and say you know what this person may not be perfect mm. but can i coach this person can mm. i make this person better can i be patient with him mm. because what's the guarantee that if i let this person go the next one is going to be better than this person yep Very what true. is the guarantee and yeah. i think and i know this is something that i've seen in nick cuz nick you know is my boss is, is he, i think being a leader he's my boss oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, i don't like a testament to his leadership quality he doesn't yeah. he doesn't it doesn't seem like he's your boss see it's good and, and i think yes. that's a great test it's really no and it's been like such a cool um journey you know having that but i think something that's really a good quality in a boss or a leader what you just said is being able to see that someone has potential right they might not be showing you their full qualities right now but if you can tell that you know they can work hard they care they're not you know uh lazy or or you know whatever the term would be for someone who doesn't want to work you can see potential so even if they don't come to you perfect exactly what they need to be you can see that there's something behind them and you can work with them to create you know yeah i would a lot of the time as depending on the situation and depending on the position I would a lot of the time prefer somebody with less experience but a lot of drive and a good personality over somebody that's been doing it a long time and is stubborn mm. uh because you can help them do things and work in your team when they're kind of ready to be molded a little mm. bit more yeah. versus sometimes the more uh well no, let's see yeah well seasoned we'll call it sometimes the more well seasoned employees um are and fantastic to have but they can be a little harder to like meld into your 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 team mm, you know? mm. they might not be as open and the same thing for someone who maybe just you know graduated school with 100 degrees but has never had experience in a field before they're so like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to get started but it's hard to get a job with no experience but if mm -hmm. you can see that this person is ready to try and ready to to work and and feel like part of a team like that might be a better person to hire than the person who's worked forever you know great point leadership mm. 303 <laughs> that brings me to leadership 303 we're going to start like a series yeah. right like a seminar series yeah. leadership series so god has given us two years and one mouth yeah <laughs> yeah so what was the message god was trying to send to us mm. listen more mm. talk less mm -hmm. although we are talking here quite except a bit. for on a podcast yeah, talk exactly, more exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> so what that basically let's talk about leadership 303 now what that mm. basically means is you let others participate mm. in the management of your entire team mm. so in other words be a good communicator mm -hmm. listen more mm. let them communicate to you so you got to create that scenario wherein people are comfortable talking mm. to you so how do you do that if you're in your office leave the door open mm. that uh, uh, tell people hey listen you can come and talk to me any time about anything mm. but that necessarily doesn't mean that whatever you say i'm going to be just okay yeah let's okay do it with, no yeah 
come and talk to me i'm yep. willing to listen Mm. but i will always act on my own hunches i mean mm. i'll do what i feel is right mm. but unless you listen you mm. don't learn mm. so i think in leadership the most another great quality <laughs> that you have three or three is you must create an environment as mm. a leader wherein people are comfortable talking to you totally mm-hmm. and they are comfortable giving their suggestions mm. and then if you do not follow through mm. then you are a bad leader <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah, I uh I try to tell people a lot. Um I would rather you call and ask questions and talk to me nonstop rather than not asking the question, trying to do it on your own because you're afraid to talk to me and then something happens. Mm. It's like it's like I I we're here i'm here for a reason that's my mm. entire job is yeah. <laughs> yeah. reach out with concerns and we'll try to work through them together and that's the best way to do it i think no absolutely mm. yeah and we have a super at at hey rody we have a really small team um and it's funny cuz you were saying how important communication is and i can tell you that our team all we do is talk to each other <laughs> like we're that's always true. talking about like you know what works for a cover what we could do on social media what you know this article should be this uh, there's always some sort of like communication and we all give feedback and we all accept feedback and we're always um you know there for each other in with good feedback with uh needs for improvement like all that stuff and we all feel really comfortable around each other um and i think that's why you know our team at at Herodi is like we always say we're small but mighty it's cuz we all work together and we're all good at you know navigating we have a good leader we have good a good team and that's so important so important absolutely that mm-hmm. brings me to leadership 404 <laughs> which is don't take things personally mm. so for example what happens is is a lot of times good leaders have huge egos mm. and then they they walk in and they say okay why didn't he say good morning to me oh mm. why why do i have to say good morning mm. and the other aspect of this is is what happens is is when you have a very big ego mm. and you're not willing to listen uh, uh you uh, for example if you come up with a suggestion and you get knocked down because there is this two way communication then you take things personally mm. it's you have to understand that an organization and you are mm. two separate entities mm-hmm. i think that's the first corporate lesson people teach you mm. right yep. so for us as restaurant owners Uh, as a small business owner you cannot run your restaurant as if mm. it is yours yeah. no it's not yeah. you can be sitting down with friends on a friday night and enjoying yourself and make and there is a table of four waiting to be seated that's <laughs> stupidity yeah or sitting down at the bar and drinking mm. mm-hmm. why yeah. i've seen that a few times yeah <laughs> yeah you have to be involved do you i'm assuming yes but when you at your restaurants are you comfortable doing all the things i know you know how to make samosas i know how <laughs> i know you're a people person so i'm sure you're great at being a host or answering the phones but do you like <laughs> are you you know happy to be at the restaurant doing a million other things are it does that stress you out does it make you excited like how do you feel about that so that's leadership 606 <laughs> so now you know i'm like in the 7th inning of the 9th yeah. innings for example 9th inning game for yeah. example 9th inning games so i mean my so when you get to that level you have to be able to delegate mm. responsibilities mm-hmm. and then you have to have that trust mm. uh in your fellow team players that they will do a great job mm. and if they don't 
then you don't blame them. You blame yourself mm. for not having taught them mm. properly, for not having educated them properly. Mm. You don't get flustered. You don't turn around and say, you know what, uh, this guy is, do I get flustered? Yeah. Of course, yes. everyone yeah, does. We're all we're, human. We're human beings, yeah. Mm. I get upset. You know, why is it that this person doesn't understand why this is very important? Mm. But uh, but then that's only for 30 seconds. Mm. And then it, it all goes away because... Uh, then your whole day, day is ruined and you don't want that um, yeah so so yeah i mean i i love i love uh cooking in the restaurants mm. i try to do pretty much all the specials in the restaurant myself oh. but over a period of time what i've started doing is is i've started uh, making my own recipes mm. um i'll give it to my chef i'll go and briefly tell them how they should be doing it and then they go and execute. Mm. And then they're very proud of that. Yeah. Um, because I think they feel accomplished. Mm. They feel uh, same as with my restaurant managers. I always tell them, and you are the owners of the restaurant. You're not just managers because you should behave like one. Mm. So where will they learn how to behave like an owner? Watching me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not going to sit at the bar and enjoy drinks with bunch of friends on a regular basis yeah chances are they won't do that either yeah mm -hmm. so so that's what we were talking about you know mm. ultimately restaurant business is actually truly a leadership business mm. if you're a good leader you end up becoming a good restaurateur mm. Mm -hmm. i can totally see that do you i know so you went to jaywoo did you go for culinary or was it for hospitality? For hospitality. Okay. So when you started at Kebab and Curry, you had to learn how to make the samosas. Correct. And then through that journey, do you do you love cooking now? Or are you still, is that not really your passion? So no, I, I love cooking. Mm. Um, I mean, my four years in Austria were all culinary mostly. Oh, okay. Um, but I did learn the hotel trade, the front office, the night mm. auditing and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I knew all of that, but not anymore. Mm. Uh but when I started kebab and curry, I had to start all from scratch mm. because Indian cooking is very different from European cooking. Totally. Uh, totally different. You know, the tandoor is a clay oven. You should know how to make a naan mm. bread. And that thing is really hot. Mm. So, <laughs> so... There's a lot of accidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, when you make the naan. So that... that but, but at the same time, the basic skills were there. Mm. And then um, over the years, um, I think... Um, I I've developed a a great respect for Indian cooking mm. because uh, because it's like uh, I don't know how to explain it but there is the beauty about Indian cooking is that um, a touch of a, a touch of extra turmeric or the moment you put a spice in in a uh, oil at mm. the wrong temperature can screw things up. Mm. So those are, it's a very labor intensive cuisine. Mm. It's not one of those cuisines wherein, you know, you marinate it with salt, pepper and a yeah. bunch of uh, herbs and then stick the thing in the oven. Mm. And yep. then there is a timer, it's a beep and then you, <laughs> and then you take the thing out and yeah. then you carve it and then come up with a nice sauce from the jus of the mm. meat, whatever. In Indian cooking, you actually have to be there. Mm. Mm -hmm. And you have to make sure things are not burning, things mm. are done rightly, because a little bit of alteration can make things difficult. Yeah, I've always been pretty uh, impressed with Indian cooking and the fact that a lot of the spices used are strong spices. Mm. But like, if you go to a good uh, Indian restaurant, good Indian food, it doesn't taste strong. But if yeah. you, it's an, an unexperienced balanced. person using 
certain ingredients. Oh my god! It would just taste like if you added way too much salt to something, it would yeah. just taste salty. Like you don't want it to just taste like that ingredient. Use that ingredient to kind of yeah. affect everything. But I've always found that to be pretty impressive because I think I would screw. You that have up to really them. know those spices to be able to alter them and use them in such a way where yeah. you feel like a a little hint of it here, and then maybe in the next dish it's the same ingredient, but you want that to pop more. And being able to like really, because I mean I've been using salt and pepper for my whole life, and guess what? I still don't know how to use it. <laughs> Some, I oversalt everything. I under pepper everything. So yeah, that's the key to, to the salt that I think everybody kind of messes with is salt isn't supposed to supposed to make things salty mm. salt is supposed to bring out the flavor of the, the other flavors yes mm. it's, exactly. i like salty food though <laughs> <laughs> i like the way well, that depends. tastes like, like you're using uh have you ever been to like um I'm, i don't know if you've been to one if you were in new york for a while like the places that just sell like salt and you can get like what? there's like 30 different kinds of salt and yeah. they're all like different uh from different areas of mm. uh of the globe and like different thicknesses and granularity and like all that it's pretty crazy how many yeah. options there are that's yeah, yeah. Cool. oh yeah. my god yeah. that's so cool because uh, salt has a lot of minerality so mm. what happens is, is uh, you you if you can uh, if you can understand the chemistry behind it mm. you can use it efficiently and effectively mm. what is your favorite dish two questions your favorite dish to cook and then your favorite dish to eat if they're not the same dish if they're the same that's fine too so yeah. i know i know that's no, a, no, that's a tar yeah. that's a hard one so if i'm at home mm. um i make a very very delicious uh chickpea soup Ooh. for my daughter that sounds good uh, that sounds really good yeah and I put in, you know, it's 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 got a lot of herbs and spices, mm. and it's very tasty, mm. according to my daughter. <laughs> um, at the restaurant, I like um, I like to play around with spices a lot, mm. but I'm into um, a lot of uh, interesting um, coconut curries. Ooh. So I I enjoy doing that because. Uh, because I don't, I don't like to chop onions because my eyes Your get eyes really water. watery, <laughs> and uh, and, and it's then, a oh, pain. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have to do those by like the five <gasps> pound bag when I would work in restaurants. Like, oh my yeah. god! There's nothing. There's literally nothing you can do to stop it. Like mm -hmm. you can look online and it'll be like where your glasses or like you know drink something well, there, yeah. salty. Yes, before. If you refrigerate it, if you refrigerate it uh, that overnight. Helps. It helps. Does it though? Yeah. Have you no. tried it? No, I was no. gonna say probably. Yeah. Every maybe onion is different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, every onion is different. Yeah. I, I, well, both of you. I don't. I would assume neither of you wear mascara, but if you do, that's awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> but like whenever I cook, if I do cook and I make onions, I'm always like, oh boy. And then I like look in the mirror and I just have like a mascara like <laughs> running down my face, and I'm like, oh boy, this is this is why I don't cook. This is why I order takeout because I, I, it's not, it's not worth my time. Um, do you have? I have, uh, I have a question. Sure. Um, that I, so I, I only started eating Indian food like maybe five years, six years ago. Um, is there, so I know in certain uh, countries, there's like big differences between like regional parts. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that the, the case for, for Indian yes, food? Yes, like very much. Northern, Southern? No, 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 absolutely. Northeast, yeah. North, South, East, West. Mm -hmm. And then there are different regions and uh, different chilies uh, alter the uh, sort of taste of a dish and yeah it's done very differently so the the way the way you the way you have to understand i mean we all need to understand different cuisines is, is ultimately there are mother sauces and then there is tempering so mm. so for example if you boil lentils right mm -hmm. and at the time of boiling 
you add a little bit of turmeric powder and uh, salt and maybe a couple of peeled garlic and mm-hmm. say ginger sliced mm-hmm. ginger and it's boiling you know lentils take a while to boil and mm-hmm. get cooked uh once you find the lentils have reached the right consistency you prepare a tempering so in if you whether you use vegetable oil coconut oil sesame oil ghee mm. or clarified butter or butter for example mm. all of them have different attributes but if you drop cumin seeds into hot oil for example and some ginger garlic paste and chopped onions and saute them brown and then drop them in this bowl of lentils it'll be one flavor mm-hmm. but when you drop only onions and tomatoes and no cumin seeds it'll be a totally different mm. flavor yep so i think i in my personal opinion that is exactly how i can describe indian cuisine mm. for you okay mm. it, uh there are certain spices that are available in, in local areas mm-hmm. people tend to use that so that cuisine becomes local regional whatever mm. you want to call it because it's available in abundance yeah, so down sure. south there's a lot of coconut that is available mm. so they use a lot of coconut mm-hmm. fresh coconut grated coconut mm. and if you use fresh coconut and grated and then just garnish it uh garnish a dish with fresh coconut I'm telling you it makes a huge difference. That sounds oh, yeah, really good. Yeah, My I, mouth I, is watering. I, I, I guess <laughs> I never I don't think about it that much like in this day and age because you know we're in the day and age of like you know uh, everything's in season all the time. Mm. You can just get yeah. things all the time, but mm. that's typically uh what would affect your your regional flavors is what is local to you mm. and what's what's uh what you can get. Yeah. The easiest mm. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So. Now you um your wife is a partner she runs yeah. the restaurants with you is it um is it easy to find like the balance between being husband and wife and working in a restaurant together what are her strengths in your like where does she pick up where you you know slack you know what i mean like where how does that work so i pretty much handle all the operation side of it and mm. she is uh she looks after all the accounting mm. and, and and the marketing aspect of it okay but she's also um uh she has a great eye so when she goes to so those are called uh, moments of truth mm. uh, so basically what happens is is if you're sitting in the uh, if you're sitting in the same room uh and sitting on a chair and doing your job on the same desk sometimes what's around you gets neglected mm. because mm. you're doing the same thing again and again and again and again mm. and that's probably uh great for us that I'm doing the operation side of it continuously. So when I walk into the restaurants for example or in the kitchens I don't pay attention to mm. certain things. But when she walks in once in a week yep. or once in two weeks she has a great eye she's able mm. to pinpoint and say you know what why is that bottle lying over there that mm. should not be there <laughs> and why is this dirty and yeah. why is this not clean. Yep. And I think that's that's a great partnership that mm. we have. Yeah, she's able to uh, you know as husband and wife Uh, again you know sometimes uh, things can get a little testy mm, because you know cuz you, you love that person and you know that you can you know at the end of the day they're going to love you so sometimes you can be a little not I can say this because I'm married sometimes you would say something <laughs> to your husband in a way that you would not say to your friend because you know at the end of yeah. the day or your employee for or your employee yeah, yeah. or your employee exactly yeah. and you can have that <laughs> conversation cuz you know well first of all 
we're tied. It's not, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I, we're secured. No, but, um, but you can, you te- like you said, you can test it a little bit and, and it, they they do it, you know it's kind of a give and take sort of thing you you yeah have it's to. give and take but it's not what you say it's how you say it. yeah mm. totally. so for example if 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 someone complains says you know what i tried that dish mm. that was not good at all mm. so, so 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 you take you start taking things personally yeah but if somebody is nice and say honey it's not I, my favorite. I, I, uh, I tried it today, but mm. there's something wrong. I think yeah. we need maybe to maybe try this. Yeah, maybe then, try that. Yeah, exactly. And then so mm. so <laughs> yeah. so so you can you can keep peace. Yeah, so totally. I think, yeah, but uh, but then you know, uh, I think it's a great thing to have that camaraderie mm. wherein you're able. To, and over the years, I've learned and I've grown mm. because uh, earlier my days were much rougher than what they are today for example mm. I, i'm much more relaxed and that's you know something that you learn as you grow mm. that totally uh, that uh, uh, stay in the moment mm. and not be worried about what's going to happen tomorrow mm. what happened yesterday if there were if there was trouble yesterday it's it's mm. you deal with it and you move on you know yeah. so that's what life is all about yeah i always like because i i get anxious about things i get stressed out about things and yeah. i read this somewhere <laughs> it was like think back in your life to like the worst day of your life the day that was like you can't it was so bad and then you think to yourself you got through it you're here so you that way like when you look at things that you're like oh my god this is going to be really hard this is going to be really hard you look back to like no, I lived through the worst day of my life. It wasn't that bad. I'm here. I'm fine. Things are moving forward. Yeah. And I think as someone, you know, who, you know, I, I have anxiety, that's sometimes that voice doesn't say it loud enough, but that makes it, you know, easier to to go to kind of get to that point of something stressed out or something that you're not looking forward to. Like, you know, I had, I lived through something really bad that I thought was going to be the, you know, life changing. And I dealt with it. I, I came through. So now anything else is just kind of, yeah. You know, we'll we'll make meditation. it through. Meditation, meditation, Sasha. Mm. I can't even I can't even tell you how important it is mm. for all of us to meditate on mm. a regular basis. And mm. I know it's one of those terms wherein people think, oh, you know, it's like no, it's a, not I, really it anymore though. Yeah. With all like the um, the kind of science behind mm. it now too, and like almost every healthcare professional you talk to will say that Correct. meditation is good mm. for them. So it's uh, it's not it's and not I, woo anymore, but for lack right. of a better way to put it. And but. I went to school wherein, you know, 45 minutes in the morning and 45 minutes in the evening, it mm. was mandatory. Wow. Mm. And, and we used to like sit there and like, oh my God, <laughs> again. Yeah. You know, and Im- imagine like light music playing in the mm. background and somebody is falling asleep, mm. which is a good thing. Yeah. In meditation, if you're doing it right. Yeah. You, and as kids, it was so easy to meditate because mm. what were you worried about? You don't about? have anything nothing. on your mind. You're yeah, not worrying about paying a bill. Like, yeah. It's pretty easy to shut mm. that there's off. There's nothing here. Do you still meditate every day? Yes, I do. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely something I've, I, getting I'm older. What? I said, I'm on and off with it. I, I'm, it takes me so long to build up like a habit on mm, something. Same. But I'll do it for like, you know, a couple weeks straight and then it'll kind of fall off yeah. and then it'll come back and... I, it takes me a while to be disciplined with certain things. Do you have any tips for two people who want to start in a meditating more? Uh, breathing. Mm. Pay attention to your breath, even if you do it for three minutes. Mm. But just my recommendation is, you know, it's very hard to actually empty your mind and yeah. say, okay, there are clouds coming and then mm. don't get attached to those clouds. I think if you you have to concentrate on something. Mm. So I would say, 
you know, count one through ten, mm. for example, then go back to one and start counting. Just focus on something. Mm. To me, meditation is not about emptying your mind. It's about focusing and making sure that if so, if some thoughts come to your mind, mm. that they also move away. They are yeah. not in here all mm. the time. You're not constantly thinking about those things. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I've read a bunch of books and I've like listened to a bunch of stuff on it, <clears throat> and uh, a lot of people. Uh, I acknowledge exactly that. It's like uh, if a thought comes into your head, don't try to not think about that thought because yeah. you're just going to keep the, it. All you have to do, <laughs> if a thought comes into your head, acknowledge it, allow it, and then just let it pass by. Right. Mm. So the technique is, you know, focus on counting. Mm. So what happens is when you focus on counting, yeah. which is harmless. Yeah. Because A, you know how to count. Hopefully. And B, <laughs> 1 through 10 is not that bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you go to 1 through 100, then that's a problem because mm -hmm. it's too long. So yeah, 1 through 10, track, then go back to 1. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then try to increase your uh, the frequency or mm -hmm. the time aspect of it and slowly and steadily you will start attaining nirvana. Mm. You know, what's so funny is, and this goes back to like being an anxious person, where like the way you just said it, I feel like it, I, that doesn't, that seems very achievable for mm. me. But in, in past like either interviews or podcasts or things that I've read, I get very intimidated because it's sort of like that like thoughtlessness, like you're, you're not going to have any thoughts in your head and you're going to reach this point. And I'm like, I can't do that. This stresses me out. Yeah. But what you just said, like your sort of tip, I don't feel intimidated by that because yeah, one, I yeah. do know how to count to 10, surprisingly. Well, med <laughs> meditation is kind of like uh, – um, like the practice of meditation is kind of like uh, any trend in fitness mm -hmm. where like if somebody's doing like say keto or uh, you know whatever diet or whatever to them that's the only way to do it mm -hmm. so like when you listen to a lot of uh, uh, people talk about it there's all different versions of meditation and yeah. whatever one they do is the right one to yeah. do yeah. whereas the important thing is just meditating like yeah. who cares how you do it as yeah. long as you can do it but nothing should be intimidating in life mm -hmm. always remember whatever you do uh, it should be inspiring mm. and that's are we on 606 or 706 I, I think we're on 606 we're yeah. like so that. 606 that's leadership <laughs> yeah you yep. don't want to be intimidating mm. you want to be inspiring yeah you know? and that that's exactly what you should uh those are the kind of values you should have mm. uh, in and around you mm. now we've you're not gonna even believe this but we've been chatting for at least almost an hour. Oh, oh my god! Which yeah. isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so nice. It like it's so nice to. I think especially after COVID, we were you know with our significant others or our family just in our house for so long doing the Zoom thing, doing the telephone thing. But I think being in person with people and having just like open conversations, it's. I think we all needed it so bad that <laughs> whenever it starts happening, you're like, oh my god, it's already been an hour. But um, well, I'm it's also uh, it's nice because. And this is a format you're not going to get anywhere else in your life. Mm. I don't know how often. I, I know I don't do it very often. Do I lock myself in a room with another person <laughs> just and just talk. have nothing to do but our conversation yeah. for at least an hour? Yeah. And you just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, People would lose it. Yeah. Like, Why am I locked in here? I know. Let Please me let me out. out. No, then you would have to meditate. That's you'd, true. you'd have time to meditate. That's true. Um, but I do want to know quickly, you've given us um, so much of your time and we really appreciate it. But... Because your restaurants are located all over, are you? Do you live in Rhode Island? Yes, I do. Where? What part of Rhode Island do you live in? So I live in the Oak Hill area. Oh, okay. But we we are going to move to Kettle Point in East Providence. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Okay, that's very nice. So do you? And I love. I mean, I know it's hard because you own restaurants, but when you're not at your own restaurants, when you're at home 
where where's your favorite place to go to dinner with your family? Oh, dinner with, yeah. my, with my family. Mm. So we visit Hemingway's quite Ooh, a bit. Ooh, I oh, love Hemingway's. Good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's yeah. um, and it's like where when when you go to Hemingway's, the area that you're in of Providence, like you can see like the the you can't quite see the pedestrian bridge, but you're like right in that area where you can kind of like view over there and you see the beautiful buildings and the murals. Thank you, Avenue Concept. Um, and yeah, I love I love Hemingway's. Yeah, Hemingway's and and I'm in general in awe of the Newport Hospitality Group. Mm. I think. I think they've done just a fabulous job of converting this franchise into an employee-owned company. Mm. And the level of service is always superior. So good. Yeah, mm. always so good because you feel as if everyone is trying hard and yeah. trying to do a better job than what you would find in normal restaurants. And everyone, um, <clears throat> Hemingway's and Waterman Girl are probably the two like Newport restaurant groups yeah. that Avi I go to. Avio's and Garden City. Yep. And then I think um, Iron... What was what's the one uh, near the airport? They took over. Oh, Ironworks. Ironworks. Oh, they're Ironworks. They're Ironworks. Oh my god! I just went there the other day. It was so good. My god. Yeah, I have. Um, I I have a few friends who work. Um, for that company, and they they love their work because they love the food. They love the environment. They love being in that sort of space, which I think is really important. Um. So yeah, maybe I'll see you at Hemingway sometime. <laughs> I love go. Hemingway's. Let's go together. Yeah. Oh, don't even. Let's. It's so funny because we started this and I was like, you know, I was so excited and I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan. And I, I this whole conversation has been so awesome. And like you, yeah, same. you've lived up way. to my hype. Just, ah. just so you know, this has been absolutely wonderful. Yeah, this is great. And we always do. Uh, I, I mean, I know you have four different locations. Um, and what was it? The name of the app is the Kebab and Curry app. Yeah, Kebab right? and Curry app, Rasa app. Rasoi app. Each have, their, each own have, their, own each have their own app. Yeah. Very nice. And then do you have any uh, at the restaurants or uh, anything? Do you have anything uh, big coming up that you want to promote or um, anything big in 2022? Or Oh my God. Can you believe it's going to be 2022 in like a month? Wow. That's yeah. nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Any yeah. any plans or? I have for more locations. Is that what you're asking? I mean, it's no, not, more. but I'd love to know uh, if, you th- if you're thinking of it. Think four, four is enough. Four is enough. I think, I think right now four is enough. But we'll never <laughs> say also, no. Yeah, we're also yeah. I mean, the thing is that if there's a great opportunity mm. out there, why not? I yeah. Mean, but I won't do it for myself. I would rather do it for uh, those who've been sort of uh, with me for many many mm. years. It's time for them to sort of uh, take the ball and mm. run with it. Awesome. Yeah, nice. So just so everyone knows, um, just to you know put a final sort of on location. So if you're interested in getting some really amazing Indian food, there's kebab and curry on Thayer Street. There's Rasoi, which is in the Oak Hill area. It's in the plaza with, what's it? Garden Grill, Wildflower. Um, There's uh, Rasa in East Greenwich on Main Street. And there's Chaska in Garden City. Garden City, yes. We have the state covered. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. Newport is missing. I New- okay. Oh, oh. There you go. Now I gave you a hint. Oh. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Ah. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. Well, thank you so much, Sanjeev. This has been really yeah, so amazing. wonderful. Thank you for having thank me. Such a pleasure time. talking to you both. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and we'll hopefully, maybe we'll have you back on sometime in the future. No, we are going to go for dinner. Oh, yeah. We have to perfect. go for dinner. Anyways, yeah. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I right. might read. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks for listening, Thanks, everybody. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.